So tonight's testimony night. I know you love this service. You just get to hear what God's been doing. This isn't everything God's been doing, but it's uh, some of them. And so some of the things. And so we're going to get some folks up here in a minute and let them tell their testimony. Uh, a testimony is not a money. How many of you know there's a difference between a testimony and a money? I've had people get up and share their testimony and they went on and on and on. How about the hardship and the hardship? And at the end they said, and then God healed me. And then... <laughs> Amen. Put the mic down. I'm like, that's not a testimony. That's a moany. And I don't, I don't like moanies. But you're not going to get up here and give a moany tonight, right? Praise the Lord. So uh, I learned over the, over the years, you know, in the book of Revelation, it says, uh, I usually share this in the testimony service. The book of Revelation talks about the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What does that mean? That means the, when you start testifying of what God's done in your life, and, uh, and, and giving your testimony, that, that he said the spirit of prophecy will get on you. You know, not, you, you know what that means? That doesn't mean you're predicting, you know, Russia's going to attack and this and this. No, we're not talking about, we're talking about inspired utterance. And what is prophecy? Speaking unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. Amen. It's not edifying to hear 35 minutes of all the doctor's reports and then tell them a little bit. No, edification exhortation and comfort. Woo, praise God. So we all want to leave here. If you're getting up and giving your testimony tonight, we all want to leave here edified, right? Exhorted and comforted. <laughs> so that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to hear tonight. And I know these, these individuals know that. So I don't know any particular order we're going to go in. We're just going to um, just, just start picking people here. Um, let's see here. Let me have Ashley Dye come up. Where's Ashley? She here tonight. There she is. Uh, she's going to share her testimony and, uh, I think you're going to enjoy this one. You're going to enjoy all these tonight. Oh, you've got, you've got uh, two minutes. Did I tell you that? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> you can talk fast. Yeah. I, don't, I wasn't serious. I was kidding. <laughs> no, a time limit is good. <laughs> Um, so, funny how with tithing, when you were talking earlier, you're talking about being prepared and, you know, how the Spirit leads you. Well, about four or five years ago, my husband and I were, um, we were tithing a whole $40 a month because that's what fit into our budget. And um, we were at least giving something, you know, and that was, that was what we agreed upon. We were giving it to the Catholic Church because that's where we were attending. And... Um, we started doing Dave Ramsey's plan because I got the leading of, we have so much debt. What are we going to do? We, we got to get out of this. Like um, he, Dave Ramsey, if you guys ever have listened to him, debtors are slave to the lender, right? And no matter how much money comes in, if you owe that, that compounding interest, it gets you instead of, you know, becoming millionaires. People, the rich get richer because their money works for them, right? So we really felt led. We got to do something different. So the idea of putting 10% down, hives, I think, came on both of us at the same time. Because $40, and we were trying so hard, like every penny we were, we were putting on debt, we were trying to get as much of this done because we were young and stupid. And we had so many student loans out because that's how we were told we had to go to school, and that's, that's how you pay for it. There was no other option, right? So we signed on the line, thinking, oh, it's you know, years, years, years in, 
yeah, that, don't do that. <laughs> there are options, talk to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but here they start coming due, and we are living paycheck to paycheck. And to the point that he took $40 out of the ATM one day, and I was like, how could you do this? And I was like, I, I had it balanced. I knew we were good until Friday. We're going to be overdrawn. And I said this in front of his friends. Not even, like, it was just that fear, right? And he goes, never again are we going to do this over $40. This is not right. So we started paying this off. And um, I, he didn't agree with doing a full 10%. And so we said, I'm like, OK, well, let's test him. Let's test God. And he's like, no, 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 you can't test God. That You can't, you can't. I'm like, Malachi 310 <laughs> says, test me. And he's like, wait, what? Let me see that. I was like, and will you not be blessed beyond what you can even carry, right? Like, um, that's not exactly, don't quote me on that, but that's the gist. So we decided for three months. We would pay $1,000. That's what our tithe was going to be at that time. It was $1,000 a month, which was, oh, it was a lot of money. But if we gave that to the church, and at that time, we were listening to Christian radio station, and so we were like, well, we're getting fed there too. So we were tithing where we were getting fed. And, and so we're like, okay, by the end of that three months, God's going to give us more than what we have tithed. So we're going to be able to pay off more than just that $3,000. So we're like, okay, we're going to do it. We did that first payment. We fit it in. You know, we put that first in the budget. We worked around the budget around it. The first week, we decided to sell my, my truck, which was my grandpa's truck. It was old. We sold it for $3,000 in three hours on Facebook. And we were like, I looked at my husband, I'm like, well, that was easy, you know? He's like, well, that could have just been a fluke. So about a month went, and we paid our next payment, and a month went by, and his parents call. Hey, um, so when you were little, we took out this life insurance policy. It's not a really big deal. It was like pennies or whatever, but um, you should have it. It's yours. Uh, I think it might have some cash value. And we're like, okay. But, you know, thinking a couple hundred bucks, whatever. It was $6,000 that <laughs> he looked at me. He's like, okay, we're tithing. <laughs> we're, we're doing this from now on. So we have done that. Through COVID, through the threats of losing our jobs, through um, everything. And one of the things, if you do Dave Ramsey, he says, you know, when you, when there's a situation that comes up, you need to like kind of stop really paying on things, but kind of put it in a holding fund just in case. And so we got pregnant during COVID. And so I was like, hoarding it away. <laughs> and, and the derecho happened, right? And so we had insurance money from that, which was such a blessing that God had prepared us with knowing how to budget that every single dollar went to fix things instead of just went through my fingers, you know, like that it would have just disappeared. And so through this whole time, Dan and I are looking at each other going, this is God. Like, he did this, you know? And so here, seeing my husband's faith be built up, too. Well, it was harder and harder to see, like, with that holding fund, and we were getting things fixed and done, and things just weren't getting paid off as fast as we wanted. We're still sitting here with, like, a lot of student debt. That's all we had left. And, you know, some people are like, oh, that's good debt. There is no such thing as good debt. And, and so... 
we, you know, we've just been kind of like, okay, we've got like $100 at the end of the month. Inflation, there's all of these excuses, right? No matter what emergency came up, we had the money for it. It came, it, it was there. And so we knew that and we were putting our faith to that. And, and it was really easy when we had all that insurance money. It was all, the extra zeros were really nice in that account. Even though it had an earmark, but it was just a comfort. Well, we got everything fixed and those weren't there. And it went from, I, I can't remember who, who was teaching, but they were talking about how it's harder for the rich to rely on God because they've got a cushion, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, I feel that. Because now I'm like, is it going to be month to month? I'm like, I, 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 that's scary. It's, you know, I could feel that fear coming in. I'm like, no, he's always provided. He is going to provide. I am, I am a tither, and his promise says that he will give back, right? And so, you know, Dan and I talked about it, and, and we're like, no, this is going to work. Well, this was about the time where the current administration was really pushing, oh, before this election, you know, we're going to get rid of all these student loans. We're just going to forgive them. Got to stop giving them out before you can get rid of them. But anyway, that's another story. We don't agree with that. That's ridiculous that, you know. However, if you're going to be handing it out, I'm not stupid. And if I qualify, I'm going to get my money, right? Like, I'm... And so Dan looked into it, and he's like, well, I don't know if this will ever work. I'm like, it's probably an election ploy, you know? Well, he started looking in, and he's like, you know, um, back in 2018, before this administration, um, utility companies got put into the public servant grouping. There's already a forgiveness for, for public servants, for police officers, for teachers, for some doctors in lower income, right? Well, he works for a not-for-profit. He's like, oh, I just wonder. He types it in. He's like, um, my company's in there. I'm, we're, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to submit this, and we'll see. We'll, we'll, just, we'll, we'll just pray about it. We'll pray for favor. And I'm like, oh, it's done. But it's just, it's done. It's done, you know? And um, it was December 12th. I got a phone call from Dan. He goes, I just got an email. They forgave $35,000 in student loans. And, and we're like, oh. <laughs> so in the last four years, we've paid off $144,000. That's more than our first house. <laughs> like, God is so, so, so good. And then after I submitted this testimony, we got a check in the mail for like $5,000 of overpayment. <laughs> so we're like, December's not tight anymore. <laughs> and, and we were able to bless some more people with Christmas. We were able to, you know, our pantry stocked back up again. And, and our cars, like all three cars were having problems. They're fixed. Well, they will be fixed. But we've got the money for it. And, and so I was telling Dan about... You know, we were talking about it again, and I was doing our every dollar budget. If you don't have it, it's awesome. But we were, I was doing it, and I was like, we got another $300 back. Why is the government giving us money? <laughs> it was, I'm like, because we've got favor. Because we did our part. We're putting our step in, and we're tithing. And 
the best part of all of this is to see my husband start to dream about when we don't have this debt, we can give. And, and that's the thing Dave Ramsey always says. He's like, you can you know, live like no one else, but then you're going to give like no one else. And to see my husband light up and we like the dreams of putting this money into it. Like, do you know, you can change people's lives with this money. And so I'm like, money is God's hand, right? Like, or it can be evil both ways, but we're going to use it for good. And I'm so excited that he allowed us to be prepared and we took those steps and, and all of these little things. My husband is, man, he's coming closer and closer and closer. And it is just, it's so exciting. So 2024 is going to be amazing. But. Praise the Lord. Get that done this year. The rest of it gone in Jesus' name. I can attest to that. We, Debbie and I, I don't know, we just borrowed too much money when we were young and got, got ourselves in a similar place, and God started dealing with us. And I'm telling you, when you start putting your faith on it and believing God and, and uh, you know, making it a priority, I'm not talking about over your tithe, but I'm talking about a priority to get that knocked out, God will meet you there. Amen. And you'll be surprised. You, I mean, we, we got, uh, she had a student debt, we, it was bigger than this when it first started, but I think by the time we really got serious with it, it was like $26,000 left or something like that. And uh, I was making a payment on it one day, whatever that payment was, $53 and whatever, you know. And I got so convicted, I said, what am I doing? So I just talked to her about it, and we got an agreement about it. We're going to pay this off in Jesus' name. How many months was it? Just three months or a few months? Wasn't very long at all. Boom, it's gone. We're like, how'd that happen? It happened by faith because you start using your faith to do You put, you, you start targeting something. Amen. You believe for nothing, you get nothing. You got to release your faith towards something. So good testimony. It seems like every year we get good testimonies of somebody getting out of debt. That's, that's, just, that's just the flow of Spirit of Faith Family Church, right? Yes. Hallelujah. Be encouraged. Yes. Be encouraged. I've already got some things, uh, you know, my wife and I have. Anyway, I won't get into that, but I, gotta take, I don't want to take too much time. Um, so let's have, is Jill here tonight? Jill. She's not here tonight? Oh, my goodness. Can I read hers? How many of you would like to read? I, I, I'm going to read hers. You've got to hear hers. She's watching. Okay, I'm going to read Jill's here. She says, um, uh, she testified that on January 29th, she said, I found Spirit of Faith on January 29th, 2023. She said, first of all, my friend and I were sitting at my kitchen table two weeks before this. How many of you know who Jill is? Okay, good. She's a fun gal. <laughs> but uh, first of all, my friend and I were sitting at the kitchen table two weeks before this, before she found Spirit of Faith Family Church. And she said... Um, I said to her, wouldn't it be great if we could find a church that believes like us and had faith? <laughs> well, she said, so I was watching Pastor Nancy online, and they had Pastor Jay up to talk, and his name and address appeared on the, on the under, you know, on, on the screen. And I was like, what? Here in, Spirit of, here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa? And so she said, I told my sister, and she was so excited for me. 
she lives in Minnesota. So Sunday, the 29th, it came, and I woke up at 7 a.m. and thought to myself, I'm going to go to church. Well, I didn't have a GPS in my car, so I left my house at around 9 o'clock, thinking that an hour would be enough time to find the church. Two hours later, I still hadn't found the church. <laughs> this, has been, uh, this was, let's see, January of 2023. This building was gone, but we didn't have this new sign up out here. So whoever's watching now, you can easily see it now. There's a big sign. In fact, it'll, 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 you can turn your car lights off when you drive past here because it'll light up the whole. You can see the street because our sign's lighting up the whole street. But anyway, she said, uh, I left two hours ahead, or, or excuse me, an hour ahead, thinking that'd be enough time. Two hours later, I still hadn't found the church. And I said to the Lord, am I going to have to go home? And, that, and, and at that time, I looked at my right and while driving. I saw a building that had playground equipment. And I remember that the church had a daycare center. So I said, hmm, I turned in. And first door, first door I came to, I parked my car and went up to the door. And the door was locked. So I went to the next door. And uh, she said it was cold and windy outside. And it was locked. So I kept walking around the other side. And I almost went, and, I almost went by one door and she said it didn't look like the right door so I was going to walk by it but then she thought well I don't want to have to walk back here again so she checked and sure enough it, it opened and she walked in and she heard Jesus Jesus there's just something about that name <laughs> she said that's one of my favorite songs <laughs> and so um, she thought oh my goodness I'm in the right place and she came into the sanctuary and I realized she's about an hour late so she said um she was greeted by, I guess it was Matt, Matt Slaymaker, I guess, proceeded to tell him where to go and so forth. So he found her a seat. And she said, I had driven by almost every street. On, she told him, I'd driven by almost every street in this side of the town. And so he helped her find a seat. She said, no joke. I was so ecstatic. I, she said, I thought I was in heaven. She said, and so I was thrilled and I wanted to hug the pole I was seated by. <laughs> <laughs> if you get to know her, she's a laugh. She's a fun, fun gal. But after service, Pastor Jay felt like he was supposed to pray for people that had suffered from autoimmune diseases, and she was ministered to, and um, she, she came up front and was ministered to. I remember that service, by the way. Some of you might remember that service. And so she, was, um, she ended up uh, going through some treatment, but she's, she's doing well today. She said, uh, most of all, God answered my little kitchen desire, my kitchen table desire for a church that believed like I do and has taught faith and, and, and teaches faith. There's absolutely no way to describe SOFFC. The people are beautiful. That's you. And prayer warriors that show and do the love of Jesus. It's a joy to be a part of Spirit of Faith. It's, uh, I'm blessed and favored. I love you all. God's richest uh, blessings on you, Spirit of Faith. Uh, with great love and uh, appreciation, Jill Jinx. Praise the Lord. I like that, don't you? So we, we're, the Holy Ghost doesn't have to work so hard. We've got a sign out here now. <laughs> the Lord is... <laughs> For those of you that are watching my live stream, we didn't have a sign out here. We had one, that small one up here because that's all we could do for code. But there was a building between us and the main street. So there's no use putting a sign up because there's a building block in it. So um, the, the Duratio came along. I mean, God, or no, maybe it was Duratio, came along and blew that building down. <laughs> so now we got street exposure. We actually own that lot so nobody can build on it. Yes, yes, yes. So, but she, she happened to find the church between the time the building blew down and we got our sign up. So, praise the Lord. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, Tim and Don, who's going to come up? Both of you? 
Where are you at? Okay, just Tim? All right, come on up, Tim. Praise God. I should have told you Ashley did fine, but hold it up here. It's, it's, it's better. To, sounds better. Oh, you're going to preach. You got notes. Oh, yeah. Ten minutes. Come on. Yeah, ten minutes. <laughs> you know, I can start this testimony back in uh, 2004, but for time's sake, I won't. Because <laughs> that's when God moved me back to the area so I could meet this beautiful woman that became my wife later on. I can't find my glasses, so it'll be all right. So anyways, first of all, I want to start out by giving all the glory to God for this testimony. Because without him, and it's a very special shout out to you two, and Miss Ann, and Miss Teresa, because y'all was doing what God wanted you to do. And you taught me what God told was teaching us, or supposed to be teaching us. I wasn't doing a good job earlier. But on June 27th last year, the enemy tried taking me out. He pushed me off the semi-trailer, meaning to bust my neck. But God caught my heel and flipped me around, scuffed my face up a bit, and fractured five ribs, but, yeah, you know, I was alive. So the next day I went to the hospital because it was very painful. And... Uh, I can't read this, so we're just not going to worry about it. And uh, I found five, he found five fractured ribs when they did an x-ray. But he goes, I'm more concerned about a large mass I'm seeing in your right lung. So I want to do a CT scan. So they did that, and he said, yes. He says, there is a very large mass. Also another one in your left lung. So we want to do a biopsy to see what it is. And it was cancer, and it was a very aggressive cancer. It would double in size every two months. That's a lot, I guess. So anyways, and then I, I couldn't figure it out because it took forever to start treatment. And they sent, finally sent me an oncologist, and he goes, well, we're going to do six weeks of very intense chemo and radiation. And I go, I remember just saying, I plain as day, I said out loud, well, that's not going to work. Because got, I got to work. But uh, then I heard God say, I got this, plain as day. And he provided work for Dawn in the semi for six weeks, close to home. She was with me every Friday for chemo. She didn't make radiation because I was every day of the week, but she was there every Friday for chemo. So, uh, you know, right there is just glory. But um, the first day of chemo, we was driving there, I was driving, and my vision just coned down. I, I did. And then heat, and I mean bust a sweat, heat was coming up my legs. And uh, I told Donna, I said, I don't know what's going on, something's going on. And it dropped in her spirit, she says, he's giving you strength, because what they're about to do. Because this is bad stuff they're gonna be putting in you. And uh, I go, okay, well, I'm good with that. So, Six weeks, man, Miss Ann, she was giving me a bad time. I told her if I had to get a, hair, uh, a wig, I was getting a mullet. She said, <laughs> she told me it had to be pink. I said I'd do purple, but not pink. <laughs> but anyways, um, 
Yeah, Don and I had gotten an agreement from the very beginning. This just, we know he attacks us, and we don't deny the symptoms, but we ain't going to agree to him being in our body. And we got an agreement on that. Well, the doctor's telling tell us, I can see the look on her face. She's ready to just walk out and say, oh, I'm done with this. You know, but, you know, she was, she was my rock through this whole thing. And, uh, but anyways, never lost no hair. Well, it thinned a little bit. It thinned a little bit. But uh, never got sick. They told me to eat more because I, what my body was going through, it would need to burn more calories. I gained 25 pounds. <laughs> so now I'm on a diet. Because after the six weeks of the chemo and the radiation, then I had immunotherapy for the last year. We just, re we just finished that in November. And uh, now they did scans all throughout this. Every scan showed improvement. The one in uh, April, was it April? The left lung was completely clear. The right lung, they said, was like a piece of charcoal, you know, where it's kind of still an ember inside, but dead on the outside. <laughs> so we just had scans again on December 1st, and um, of course the left lung's still clear. The right lung's like a kidney bean, but it's dead. I just ain't got it coughed up yet. Because <laughs> I'm going to cough it up. <laughs> I've been saying it all along. <laughs> and Miss Teresa, those little chats we had, you'll never know what all that meant to me. And you calling, checking on me, Miss Ann, y'all, this family's the greatest. Matt, he didn't even know I had cancer. He knew I had broken ribs, but he come up to me and says, just pick a verse and stand on it. And Matthew 11, I mean, we used to watch uh, Kenneth Copeland in the mornings, he had a little half hour show. And I said, I think the man only knows one verse in the Bible, and that's Mark eleven twenty three. <laughs> that's the only verse he ever goes to. But that's the verse that came to me when you said pick a verse and stand on it, because it pretty much covers everything. It just pretty much covers everything. So anyways, Glory thank you. Hallelujah. You said the doctors had a big smile on their face when they, was that well, just yeah. in this, this December? Yeah. Just this month? I think our doctor was Muslim. I don't know. But, <laughs> and we're praising God. Every time he gives us reports, we're yeah. praising God, you know, and he just stands there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and then one time God told me, he says, tell it, say it this way. So I said, God has blessed us with a wonderful team. I said, the doctors, the nurses, the yeah. techs, everybody. And he goes, oh, thank you. You know, and then when he gave us the last report, he was smiling and almost to the point of being giddy. It's yeah. the only way you can say it. Yeah. I mean, it was just amazing. Mm -hmm. the and because Dawn and I, every time he gives us, we're, we're praising God as loud as we can. Glory. You know, and we're ministering to all the people, the the nurses and everything. You know, doing the chemo treatments, the radiation. Yeah. The concierge. The concierge. What? Okay. Yeah. Um, his wife was having a problem. Mm -hmm. So we were praying with him and ministering to him one day, and he ended up taking her to Mayo, and they found the problem. Yeah, praise the Lord. 
You remind me of Teresa. She get, she got ministered to so many people when she, whenever the enemy attacked her, and uh, that's just a good example. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Praise God. We rejoice with you. The devil can't take us out. You ain't done. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm not saying this about you, but I'm I'm quoting a friend of mine. Uh, <clears throat> I knew his son. Well, I knew him and his son, and he uh, I didn't get to see him much because they were pastoring down in Florida. And I had heard he had been. This is the the father of of the two. He had been diagnosed with cancer, and I heard about it. And I hadn't got, had a chance to talk to him for a while. And I got to see him at a meeting somewhere, one of Brother Higgins' meetings or something, and I said, hey, good to see you. I heard, I heard the enemy attacked you. And he said, I said, man, you're looking good. He said, yeah. He said, the devil jumped on the wrong donkey. <laughs> and he was completely healed. He just, he just uh, received his healing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we rejoice. Thank you for your goodness. You're good and your mercies endure forever. Thank you for your faithfulness to those who trust you. Thank you, Lord, for your healing covenant. Thank you, healing belongs to us. Thank you for your power, your power, your power ministering to Matt in the name of Jesus. That anointing that came on me when I walked in this building tonight goes through his body. Yes, goes through his body, charges it from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet and, and ministers to it and heals his body in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. We thank you for that. We thank you for the angels. We thank you for the angels assisting, assisting all the way through this. And we thank you for long life. You satisfy him and show him your salvation in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We've had so many people healed of so many things here. To God be the glory. Is Amanda here tonight? Is Amanda here tonight? Come on up, Amanda. She wants to share her testimony. Praise God. There you go. <clears throat> I'm going to find this on my phone because I'm not good with speaking in front of people. <laughs> Bear with me just a moment. Here's what you sent me. Oh. You want it. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. That works. All right, so many of you, I'm sure, remember how devastating it was for me when Reese suddenly stopped coming to church. I can honestly say it was like a period of mourning in a way because going to church without him felt like part of me was missing. I struggled with this for quite a while, although at times I'm, it may not have been as noticeable. I tried to make it seem as though all was well, but inside, I felt as if everything was falling apart. We were fighting a lot at home, and I felt that I couldn't talk to my husband the same way anymore. It was in February of this year, after listening to Pastor Jay preach on esteeming your spouse better than yourself, that the Lord showed me that I had become bitter towards Reese, and that I wasn't, 
even realizing I had allowed such bitterness to manifest in my heart. I had been so hurt and confused by Reese leaving and never really giving me a reason why that I had honestly been wondering if the relationship was going to work out. Once the Lord showed me that I had been the cause of my, a lot of my own problems in my marriage, I asked forgiveness from him as well as my husband and very quickly saw the fighting stop and it was like a weight had been lifted off of me. Later in the year, Pastor Jay preached about being tired of dealing with what you're struggling with. And he said, this is my paraphrase, you're tired of struggling with this, but what are you doing to change it? At that moment, I said to myself, I'm not doing anything, but I'm going to change that. So I said, Lord, what do I need to do? He gave me two words, love walk. So I found the book, The Love, love the Way to Victory, and as I continue to work on things, I've seen my changes in my marriage. The Lord has continued to work, continuing to work in me and in my marriage by reminding me of things like enjoying my time with my spouse and remembering that my husband is not my source. God is. I'm happy to say that things have gotten a lot better this year, and I'm so thankful for God's mercy and grace and for this church and all of you who have stood by and encouraged me to keep going. Amen. Love never fails. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank God for good, good marriages. I'm telling you, it's, it's, you know, it's as if you can have whatever the world says is a wonderful thing to have. And if you're struggling in relationships, it's like you're a poor man. You know, you ever, you ever, anybody know what I'm talking about? And uh, God's got, you know, answers for every area of our lives. Is Miss Vanessa here? Miss Vanessa, where's she at? She back there? She's somebody's pointing, pointing, pointing. She's coming. She just walked out. Pray for Vanessa. <laughs> okay. Well, let's just stand up before she comes. We'll, we'll, she might have just taken a break. Maybe the baby needed something. Did the baby need something? She's looking for a bottle. All righty. Well, let's just stand up and thank God for all these good testimonies we've had. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. We're grateful. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Thank you for all the things you've done in our lives. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise, glory, and honor. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Boy, your timing's impeccable. You may be seated. I'm just kidding you. I just love picking on her because she just loves being picked on. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Sorry, let me catch my breath. <laughs> um, so, 2023 has been a remarkable year. Um, there's been a lot that has happened this year, and I just give God all the glory because um, it's just been a wonderful year. And um, there's been a lot of challenges, but God is faithful. He is so faithful, and I just praise God for pastors that have always been there to strengthen and encourage and bring a word in season. Um, if you're not in the right place, get to the right place. I'm just going to start with that because it can change your life. It can save your life, and having the right word at the right time is what you need. So get here. 
so we're going to get that out of the way. Um, so, hi. Uh, um, beginning of the year, this is my husband. Um, so last year was another full year. Um, Tim and I got married. And yay, that was another faith project. But we... <laughs> Sorry, but we, we go from faith to faith and, um, <laughs> and, and glory to glory. And so um, start of this year, we, you know, being on staff, we had getting the new church started, which glory to God, that was a, a faith project. But one thing with that is that I learned from watching pastors' steps of faith into getting into the church in Lee Summit in Kansas City. And that helped to get us into our new home. And that's one of our testimonies, they have two, so I'm going to make them both quick, I promise. Um, but um, back in about a year and a half ago, after we got married, or just before we got married, we were believing for a new house. And God led us to start taking steps. Pastor had taught on that, take steps of faith, go and look and prepare and get your house ready and all of that thing. And we were doing that, but with preparing for a wedding, that goes a little slower than what you would like it to sometimes. And so we had found a house that we um, started looking at. It was a house that was a, a nice house, a nice home, um, but it was a little bit outside of our reach of faith. And that was one of our first lessons is that always stay within your measure of faith. Um, but don't limit God. And so if you're not there yet, start exercising your faith reaching, stretching, believing, trusting God, getting in the word so that you can increase your faith. Because God, if you follow his leadings and his promptings, he'll get you there. And so um, we had believed for a house um, that we had found and the, another buyer ended up coming and buying that house. And to be honest, it was a little bit of, of a disappointment at the moment of like, no, this is supposed to be our house. And it was, it was a great house. It was a wonderful house. Um, but naturally, it was a little bit beyond what we could reach for. And so we weren't ready to obtain it at that moment. And so um, with it getting sold, one of the things the Lord told us was that that's our standard. So any other house that we looked at that was not that level was not our standard. And so even when we tried to go and pursue it, it, we didn't have the faith for that because God had already told us what our standard was. So anything that was lower than that means that we were not reaching for God's best. And we know in the word it says the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. And so if we were going to reach for something that we could obtain only in the natural, then we were not in the best because God had already showed us our best was going to be slightly outside of our reach. <laughs> and so um, so we ended up just continuing in steps of faith. But one thing that we learned and had to figure out is that we had to all be in unity. And so that was something that Tim and I had to kind of work through and talk through about getting in unity ourselves in faith because I'm a step out on the water, don't need much direction type of faith jumper. And he's more of a, you know, let's look at it and analyze it and figure it out, you know, kind of faith person. But one thing I learned, because originally I thought that it was a negative, but God puts you together with the right person that's going to bring the right type of faith that's going to help you succeed. And so if I were to just jump out and do what I was going to do, my faith could have failed. But because I had someone there to balance me, 
then our faith ended up getting into unity and now we, we've been successful. But also, we have two girls. Two girls that are teenagers and at an age of accountability. And so we can't just jump out on faith for a home that they just have to deal with and live in. So we had to learn that we had to get their faith in unity with ours. And so that was a learning project, more for me, I think, because I, I was new um, to the family, but still just learning to incorporate them every step of the way. Um, and so, but with that, I had to also take a step. Pastor, if you haven't gone back and listened all through the summer, Pastor talked about faith. He talked about unity. He talked about getting in, in, in uh, unity, getting in joy, and then talked about having desire. And that was a big thing for us, was where was our desire? But not knowing only what God could do, but what you could believe for. And because that makes a difference. God can do a lot, but it's based on what you say and what you have the faith to obtain within your measure. And so that was one thing that we had to figure out was, what did we desire? We kept looking at a bunch of different houses, but the desire kept changing. <laughs> so, yeah. so every time you walked in the house, you would leave and somebody didn't like something or somebody liked something that other people didn't. And one thing that kind of came to me, and you know, Tim can speak on this too, was, well, I need something that we can all agree on because I can set my faith on things that we all can agree on. But if it keeps changing every single time because we haven't written it down and gotten into agreement, then it's not going to come to pass. And so we had to kind of step back and say, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? We're writing it all down. What's required? What's optional? Because God can do anything, but he needs to know what you're believing for. He needs to know what you have faith for, and he needs to know what you say is required and what you say is optional because he's going to give you the desires of your heart, and he puts the desires in there, but he's going to put it in according to your faith, and you might have to go from faith to faith to faith, and that's okay, but don't limit God, <laughs> and so um, we had to kind of get that taken care of and, and follow peace and follow um, the leadings of the Holy Spirit but we didn't want to settle. So every time we came into a house that didn't hit the standard that God had told us years earlier, that was settling. Yeah. And there were times when we would pursue that, but it wasn't God's plan. But it did help us take steps. <laughs> so you, you, you learn. You learn along the way. And so take a step, follow peace, learn along the way. Um, so we finally ended up going to the bank, getting all of the natural things taken care of. Um, but then we came across another house. Um, and now this is, you know, a year and a half later. We found out we were pregnant, which is going to be the second part of the testimony. But um, we needed a house at this point. And sometimes you get into a situation that's going to put some pressure on your faith that's going to say, now get into action now. <laughs> you know, before you might have been diddly-daddling or just, you know, it's going to come to pass sometime. But Pastor talked about this, and I just listened to it again to make sure I heard it right. And he said, you have to get to a point where it's no longer an option. Yeah. Stop diddly-daddling. You know, put your faith on it. Start acting. Start doing something each and every day. Stop, you know. And when you get to that point where it's no longer an option, God's able to move in that rather quickly, too. Yeah. 
Um, and so we um, were looking, we had everything in order now. We had got in unity, we got the girls on board, we had our list of things that we were blaming for. And within about a week's time, maybe a week or two, we had driven, driven by a house, we were dropping one of the girls off at a friend's house and we drove by and we saw a house and we just happened to notice a sign in the yard and we were like, oh, that house is for sale. Ooh, this is a little bit of a nicer neighborhood. I don't know about that. And we looked it up and we're like, ooh, that's a nice house, but uh, uh, that price, I don't know about that, you know? And um, <laughs> so we kind of just excused it. We didn't send it to the realtor, we didn't do anything. Then we were driving, looking again, came to another house that was really, really nice. And we're like, ooh, this one's a nice one, I like it, yeah. But we didn't quite have the peace about it. And our realtor, having the right people around you, people of faith, he's a faith guy whether he knows it or not, but he is. And he had sent me a message and he said, hey, I'm believing that you're going to find your house this week. And I latched onto that and I said, I'm in agreement with you. We're finding the house, you know, no, no inkling of anything. And so then there was another house that came on the market that was in our price range that we thought we wanted. <laughs> and we were like, we're, let's go look at that house. And so we did. And um, <laughs> no. <laughs> it didn't meet the standard. <laughs> but I had sent to the realtor, I said, you know what, let's just go and look at this other one. Let's just, let's just go and look. And we all walked in that house. And every single one of us, the peace of God came. And it was like, we knew this is our house. And um, <laughs> I didn't tell him what the price was. <laughs> and so we looked through the house. And we all thought it was a great house. We went and we saw another house that was a little bit closer to what we would consider a price range. And that was a decent house. But again, the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. And so <laughs> he finally figured out what the price was. And we went home. And um, this is something that is, was a big encouragement. In Ephesians 3, it talks about um, God will do over and above all you can ask or think. When we got home and we were going through the finances, and it was looking, we were doing all the calculations, it, it didn't look possible. But one thing I said to Tim is I said, if it's possible, it's us. If it's not possible, it's God. And I said, we need to know what the difference is between us and the impossible. Can we believe for that? Because it says over and above all we can ask or think. So if it's what we can think, it's not quite God yet. <laughs> I mean, it is God. It can be God. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it's not. But I'm just saying he's, he wants to give us over and above all we can ask or think. So if you're trying to get to the above, it has to be something you can't think of yet. And so it has to be the difference. And so that's what we figured out is we figured out, okay, this is what we know we can do. This is the, woo. <laughs> can we believe for God for that? And we got an agreement. I went to bed. And I said, okay, you pray about it. I'm going to bed. And he came in maybe an hour and a half, hour or two later. And he goes, you want to do something crazy? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, <laughs> because I'm the crazy faith walker. <laughs> I said, I'm on board. I'm on board because we can believe God. Yeah. 
for what we can't make up the difference for. And that means that we can see God in it. And so we still had to sell his old house and um, get all that worked out and timing. And I'll let him chime in here because he looks like he's itching for it. Um, <laughs> but overall, we ended up getting this house. And we had so much favor with the seller, so much favor with the realtor, so much favor with the banker. We ended up getting the house for less than what they asked for. We ended up selling his house for more than what that we asked for. And so the difference, God be, began to make up the difference. And so, um, and the standard that God had set a year and a half earlier, as we were going back through, it was checking all the boxes. The same square footage, the same amount that the house was two years ago. The house was actually slightly bigger, had one more room, because now we needed it. <laughs> and um, the, the scenario was similar, you know, in the, the seller happened to be a, a widow, yep. recent widow, and he just wanted to sell his house to a good family. And all of those things, when you sit back and think about it, ring God. You know, it was a house that was prepared ahead of time just for us. And um, I'm going to say this part and I'm not going to cry. <laughs> um, just about two or so months prior to getting this house, pastor had ministered to me because we were doing everything with Lee Summit and we were going and we were getting stuff done. And, and I was also pregnant at the time and it, it was a bit of a mentally challenging time and um, pastor had ministered to me and he said, that house that you're getting, may it be the desires of your heart. Pastor didn't know what the desire of my heart was. But in the house that we were in, it was so small, <laughs> just in the sense of having as many people in it that were in it, that it was, it was just challenging for a new mom. And um, the desire of my heart was peace. And on Thanksgiving of this year, um, we had been in the house for about a year and a half or so, and I just kept believing for peace. I just, I want a house of peace. And um, we were in the kitchen. We were cooking, getting ready for Thanksgiving dinner. And we were just playing some worship music through the house. And all of a sudden, a blanket of peace. Tangible. I mean, if you were in the room, you would feel it. Tangible peace dropped in that house. And um, I just stopped and I... It was so tangible, it felt like somebody had just entered to, into the room. It was, it was odd <laughs> in, in that sense. But I looked over at Tim and I said, did you feel that? And he looked at me and he said, yes. And it was just the peace of God, the blanket of peace of God just entered into that home. When God gives you the desires of your heart, it will fulfill every arena, big or small. And even if it's just something that might seem simple like peace, I mean, peace is not simple, but I'm just saying when you don't have it, right. it's a big deal. Yeah. And God met that. And um, today, that peace is still there. And everybody that enters in that home, we just speak that the peace enters with them. And they feel it and they encounter that. And so um, I'll go to the second one here really quick. No, I was just going to say that that's really a big deal because the other house, there was just a lot of history. There was a lot of things there. And so for me, it was just having a fresh start, you know, just moving to another house and just having a fresh start and just having that peace. And so 
that was a really big deal for us. But the whole process was, there was, for me, there was, there was no stress to it. There was no pressure to it. It was actually very easy. There was a lot of work on the old house that we had to do. And a lot of our attention was, was on that. And those were where the steps we were taking. But like she said, it got to a point there at the end that, okay, it's time to go to the bank. It's time to start doing this. And as soon as we started taking those steps, it was crazy. It was just like, boom, boom, boom. Things just started rolling and it was smooth. We had favor with everybody. I mean, the, the guy that sold us the house, he, we went to the inspection and, and he wanted to be there. He wanted to meet us. And so he literally wrote out a list of all these things and walked us around the house and said, you got to know about all these things because the previous owner didn't walk me through it and I had to go figure it all out. But I don't want you to have to figure it out. So here's all this stuff. He's just, just a sweet guy. I mean, everything was just so easy with this house and like everything has just been easy. We've, we've been in the flow and it's just been super easy. And so the last two or three months that we've been in the house has just been fantastic. I mean, it is like a whole new start. It's just amazing. And it's in perfect timing for Logan, you know, and that's what we were believing for is we wanted to be in a new house for Logan when he arrived, just so that everybody had their space. People could come over and it was a place, you know, a gathering place for family, friends, for people to come over and we actually have that now. And so it checked all the boxes of everything that we had on our list for everybody. And it was just fantastic. But the one key thing is, like she mentioned, when we got in Unity, it was a week later. We, we each wrote it all down. And it was literally like a week later, we found the house and we moved on it. I mean, it was, it was really, it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, just, it was just awesome. <laughs> so. so praise God. And one other comment I'll make is when it's held in reserve, when it's held for you, right nothing, nobody else can touch it. You know, there, it's kind of like pastor's plane. He's been testifying. There's no reason this house shouldn't have sold, but it was held for us. And once we moved on it, there was still an opportunity for other buyers to come in to, to the seller. That was already our house. He didn't even really, I mean, he, he kept it open, but he wasn't really anticipating others to get it. You know? And so when it's held for you, it's held for you, you know? So if you're believing for something, like hold. (laughs) Um, But really quick, I'll make this other one very short. Um, But like I said, in this year, I was pregnant. (laughs) I'm not now. (laughs) Um, Baby Logan has arrived. But um, with everything that was going on, when I found out I was pregnant, I can't say it was the most joyous news to my ear at that moment. A lot of women pray for their child and are believing and, you know, but that wasn't necessarily the case for me. Um, Growing up, I didn't really ever think I was going to have children. Um, And God told me I was going to have one and I said, okay, but I can't say that I fully submitted. (laughs) And so when I found out I was pregnant, it it was a challenge. And I kind of went into a little bit of a depressive mode for a while. and I had to use my faith um, to get out of that or to even stay sane. And um, I kind of got a little mad at God, even though it wasn't his fault, obviously. But, <laughs> um, but I... <laughs> um, but to me, the timing was horrible. Um, and... I had to ask God, I, I asked God, I said, okay, show me in the Bible a woman who was not believing for a child and had to accept it. You know, like that's how mad I was, to be honest. And um, he brought me to Mary. (Laughter) 
And Mary, you know, wasn't married, could have been kicked out of her house, could have been, you know, lose all of it, you know. And yet the angel showed up and gave her this news. And her response was, be it unto me according to your word. And I, once I saw that, there's no arguing that, you know, she birthed the savior of the world. I can birth a child, <laughs> you know? And, and so I humbly had to, not had, but I did. I humbly received that and just, you know, apologized to the Lord and just said that, be it unto me according to your word. And I started to put my faith on it because before my faith was not on that. And, um, but one thing I started to speak was that it was going to be light and easy because part of the whole scenario, to be honest, was fear. I had a lot of fear about childbirth and um, that I had to get over. And so I just kept speaking. It would be light and easy and that I'd be filled with peace and joy. And I reminded the Lord that childbirth was part of the curse of the law. And we are redeemed from the curse. And it says also in First Timothy that a woman will be saved through childbirthing. And so I laid hold of all that. And I said, I'm redeemed from the curse of the law, and I will be saved through childbirth. So this is going to be a light and easy yep. process that the baby's going to be healthy and whole with no complications. And I just laid hold of that. And, and it was. <laughs> Praise God. Um, Pastor Debbie, just weeks actually maybe a month or two prior, had ministered. And I didn't even realize how much of a state mentally that I had gotten into, kind of down. Um, and I had been endeavoring <laughs> to not go there, but I mentally was not prepared. And um, Pastor Debbie had just ministered, and she had ministered about, you know, a lot of women have thoughts, and it's okay. And to just use your faith. We need your faith. And that phrase right there, we need your faith. Faith for me is a message that's not hard to hold on to. So when you talk to me about faith, I easily grab that. And I said, you know what? I got to use my faith to get through this. And I stood and um, pastors got into agreement about it being light and easy and that it would be full of peace and joy. And not just... Um, through all the symptoms, but through every moment, every step. And so we went to the hospital, and before we even got there, we just kept speaking peace and joy, peace and joy. So on the way down to the hospital, <laughs> we got drunk. <laughs> we got drunk in the spirit, and <laughs> we just laughed and laughed and had such a great time. And then we got to the hospital, and my mom and my sister were there, and they kept asking me, how's the pain level? How's the pain level? And I was like, eh, maybe a one. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I would just, just kept drinking, kept drinking, you know? And my mom laughs at me because, you know, every time we had a contraction or something, I'd go, contraction! You know? <laughs> and <laughs> just because I was going to overcome the fear, and I was staying in peace and joy. And so we would just laugh our way through it. And the doctors came in, and they initially said that they wanted to induce. They initially said I was going to have to do all these medications 
um, Pitocin and all these different things and that if it doesn't work, then I'm gonna have to have a C-section. Fear, 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 okay? And I wasn't having it. And I was just gonna stay in peace and joy. And the first doctor we had kind of wanted to push that. And I, I just sat there and I was like, I'm not having, I didn't say that to his face, but I said that mentally, you know, I'm not gonna just take what you're gonna force me or want to force me to do. And so I just said, hold up, wait a minute. What are my options? What can I do? You know, and I just made sure to question. Just because they say something doesn't mean you have to do it. And so um, I looked at him, and every step of the way, I said, do you have peace? And I, okay, we have peace. Go ahead. You do that. You know, and so finally, the doctor that wanted to push all the medications, he stopped. He goes, there was another doctor we wanted. He goes, I'm going to let her make that decision in the morning. And I said, thank you. We're going to let her make that decision in the morning. Because that was the doctor we had peace about. And so um, they did the induction, and we just, <laughs> I, got, I asked him if I could get out of bed, because there's no point in laying in bed, you know? So we got out, and we walked, and we talked, and we danced, and we bounced on balls, and we, <laughs> we had a great old time in there. We put on worship music, and we just had a great time. And they kept asking me, what's your pain level? Eh, maybe a two. Yeah. And they would come back, and they would say, do you want sleeping meds? No, I'm fine. I'll go to sleep. I put on Pastor Jay's word on rest in peace. I went to sleep. And I, they were supposed to come in and check at 4 o'clock in the morning. And um, I woke up at 2. And I reminded the Lord, because the pain had gotten a little bit, maybe a 4. It gotten a little bit more. And I reminded the Lord. I said, Lord, it's going to be light and easy. I said, I'm redeemed from the curse of the Lord. law. And one of the curses is childbirth and pain in childbirth. So we're not having it, right? You know, and I just reminded him. And I went back to bed. And I looked at the clock at 7 o'clock. The doctors came back in, and I was like, I thought they were coming at 4. And she goes, oh, you were sleeping so peacefully. I didn't want to wake you. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. And um, so she, um, they finished the induction, and they checked, and they said, because their thing was if I didn't get to about a 4 or a 5, if you know what that means, then they were going to have to do the, the medicine, she, the Pitocin. She comes in, and she goes, oh, you're at a 4.5. Yep. Okay, keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to talk to the doctors, see if we need to do any further. The doctor said, nope, you're doing great. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. They came back a couple hours later, and they checked again, and they said, oh, you're now at a 5. I can't say you're at a 6, because if I say you're at a 6, you're going to have to start pushing. And I'm going to say you're at a 5.5, I think. Yep. And so she said, you're doing great. Just keep doing what you're doing. And so we just kept dancing, laughing. What's your pain level? Oh, maybe a 4. And then she comes in and checks again. You're at an eight. Your pain level's a four. Okay? <laughs> Are you sure you're in here to give labor? <laughs> you go into labor. You know, they kept asking. They said, but you're doing great. Just keep doing what you're doing. So then we kept going, bouncing. Every time, yeah. you know, I would take a breath, and then I would just check down in my spirit to see, what am I supposed to do now? Am I supposed to go lay down? Am I supposed to go do something else? Am I supposed to get up and go for a walk? What am I supposed to do now? And I would just take a break, and they would all pause with me because they would knew, know it was a contraction. And it wasn't necessarily because it was a pain. It was because I was taking, I was basically breathing in to that area to just say, okay, Lord, I give that to you because I'm redeemed. Yep. And so... Um, then we kept going, and all of a sudden, they came back and checked, and they go, what's your pain level? I might have been at like a 6 or a 7. And she goes, you're at a 10 right now. Um, you probably should be pushing. 
<laughs> and she said, but you're doing so great, and the baby's still a little high, so why don't you just keep doing what you're doing? You're doing great, you know? We're just going to let the baby come down. And then they kept saying, well, it's probably going to be about two to three hours. A new, a new mother sometimes can take two to three hours of just or up to four of just pushing. And I, that didn't seem like a great idea to me. <laughs> and so, and so I just, she, but she had approved for me to just keep walking and keep bouncing and dancing and everything. And so we did that. And um, we had the perfect nurses throughout each step. And um, finally the nurse just said, okay, why don't we try pushing just so you know what to do? And, um, <laughs> Literally, I mean, we only pushed like three or four times, and she goes, I got to go get the doctor. <laughs> they had to make one correction, but the doctor came, and right after that, I mean, the doc it took about 45 minutes for the doctor to come, and she told me, stop pushing, just, you know, breathe through your contractions and everything. And then the doctor came, and she goes, oh, yeah, I think we can get, you know, past whatever they needed to do. And um, then all of a sudden she goes, oh, you're doing great. Just push. <laughs> and it was, I mean, I can almost count them. Maybe 10 pushes, 45 minutes maybe. And Logan was here. Yep. It was light and easy. <laughs> and, um, you know, pain level, they kept asking me. I was like, okay, I think maybe an eight, you know. And they had a chart on the wall. And Tim would ask me, and he'd go, what's your pain level? I go, maybe like that. What does that mean? You know. <laughs> But I could still laugh, and I could still smile, and I wasn't crying, and I wasn't screaming, and I wasn't yelling. And um, we would walk down the halls, and the other mothers or visitors or whoever was there, one even said, wow, you're glowing. And that was the glory of God. It wasn't me. It wasn't anything we were doing in the natural. It was peace and joy and the glory of God. And so we are redeemed from the curse of the law, and now we know it. And anyone going through that, you declare it. You're redeemed. <laughs> and it's light and easy, and it can be full of peace and joy. So praise God. I was just going to say really quick, the, the, the doctor and the, you know, they came in right there, right before Logan was born, you know, for the last pushes or whatever, and walked in and said, I cannot believe she is in, you know, she is where she's at. She should be like yelling right now, you know, with all the pain and everything. They just couldn't believe that she was where she was at because of just, it was the peace. I mean, and the joy through the whole thing. It was like phenomenal, just the whole experience. Matter of fact, the one nurse during the day, we were, <laughs> it got really funny in there. <laughs> and she was just, she was just a young nurse just sitting back. She's like, you guys are really entertaining. This is great. <laughs> So she, it was great. I mean, the whole experience was just fantastic. Vanessa did an amazing job. She yeah, really yeah. did an amazing job, and God helped her so much through that. Yeah. So it was awesome. Hallelujah. Uh-oh, Pastor Debbie's coming. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, three years ago, Vanessa preached her testimony all about her car, and then... <laughs> Last year, she preached a testimony uh, all about her husband that she got. <laughs> this year, she preached about her house and her baby. She had that on there. And uh, when you first came up here, that anointing, Mandico Ushete Pandede, turn around over here. Elemosa Cavalla, that anointing to preach. Step into it. And don't hold back because of your bambino or anything else. Patishto. In time te lebo o shekeva in tonde at it 
Because you need Hallelujah. to help us. So nurture that gift, nurture that anointing, and you'll be able to help us because that gift is upon you. Amen. We both saw it. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Well, glory. Thank you all for everybody that shared. Appreciate the, the uh, opportunity to hear what God did in your life and is doing in your lives. Praise the Lord. Good to see everybody still awake. Praise God. Uh, stand with me to your feet. We'll, uh, I just think we ought to just lift our hands and just thank him for all these things that he's done. Praise God. Father, we worship you tonight. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, Father, for each of these testimonies. Lord, they encourage us. They, they inspire us, Father, to reach in the, in the faith we have because we do have the measure of faith. And you're faithful to your word when we stand on it. We give you all the praise and all the glory. Thank you, Father, for everyone that received and everyone that hears these testimonies and is encouraged to receive. Father, we will not quit, all of us that are standing in faith. We will not quit. We hold fast and we walk through the steps, just like we heard tonight, taking those steps that, that you inspire us to take. And we thank you for the progress in each of our lives in 2024 into the best you have for us. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Say this out loud. He who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it. Hallelujah. I'm just going to keep on taking the steps that God deals with me to take. Amen. Amen. How many of you know steps of faith? Remember Abraham, he walked in, that we walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham. Just keep taking steps. Praise the Lord. And uh, you'll get there. How many of you, uh, the uh, way you get to a long journey, get, finish a long journey, you just keep taking steps. Hallelujah. I'm encouraged. I'm inspired. Anybody enjoy this as much as I did? Hallelujah. <clears throat> I give you thanks for all you've done. I give you thanks, Holy One. I give you thanks for 2023. I give you thanks for more and more. I give you thanks. I give you thanks. You, Lord, I want to thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, we thank you, Lord. I just want to thank. Oh, let's give him thanks ahead of time.
Thank you, Lord, for more and more in 2024. Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, lift your hands and thank the Lord. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Oh, for more and more. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, Lord. Oh, for more and more and more. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Is there somebody that can watch your babies for a minute? Can somebody watch the babies? Come up here. Praise God. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. <clears throat> many, many things have over the years tried to take your life in a wrong course, move you from where God wanted you to be and plan for you and the blessings of God that God had planned for you and interfere and intervene and distract and try to keep you from being on course. But you've set your face toward the thing you, that, that some things you haven't understood, but you've set your face toward the thing you have understood. And that is, I know where I belong. I know where my church family is. And that now, in 2024, is going to start paying off in rich dividends. And things that you standing here tonight could not have imagined God would bring into your life. But they'll start to come. Not all of it will fully manifest in 2024. But they'll start to come in 2024. And oh, the glory of it. The glory of it. And you're going to be turned into another woman. And your life will be transformed. And you'll look around you and just, just by the end of this year, it'll be, it'll be uh, begun. But by just within a few years, it'll be like you're a different person. And oh, everything around you will be moved into position as God ordained for it to be. In Jesus' mighty name. Be blessed. Be blessed with the fulfillment of that in Jesus' mighty name. Just know there are things still that want to try to keep you off course or try to distract you, but you just hold steady and hold fast, and it'll begin to come to pass. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> See, why'd you do that? Because just when we were singing, I looked back there, and the Holy Ghost was on, and I knew I was supposed to minister to her. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to thank. Thank you, Lord.
Jesse, as we were singing, the Lord told me, tell her that she's going to have to receive some things that in the past she said, never again will I, will I walk that path. But there's some things, of course, that the devil, no, not, what, not the things that the devil, the path the devil had you on and the things that the devil was bringing, but there were some things that God was trying to bring into your life. And... Uh, the devil got in there and messed it up. But there's, I'm, I'm trying to be not specific because I know what I'm talking about. But uh, I'm trying to be uh, enough clear to you to say you're going to have to be open to some things that you have said no to never again in the past. Because the Lord wants to bless you. Does that make some sense? Well, it will make some sense. I'm being general because I don't want to say it in public. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Praise God. <clears throat> Praise God. Hallelujah. Did I say something funny? Ha, 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 ha. <clears throat> Praise God. I can explain it more with my wife present if you want. Praise the Lord. Glory! Glory! Thank you, Lord. Stepping in, stepping in, stepping in, stepping in. 2024 is a year of stepping in, stepping in to the further parts of God's plan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'll tell you what you need to do. You just, maybe you got a chair in front of you. You can't. But get out in the aisle or something and just say, I'm stepping in in 2024. Stepping in. Stepping in. Hallelujah. Stepping in. Glory. Stepping in. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's more to that, but we'll get that later. Praise the Lord. Woo, glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Sarah, come down here. You're, you're, you're making a great supply on that organ, but God has something for you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> what a glorious year for you. My, 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 my. Yeah, we know you're getting married. Yeah, we know all that. But, but all the glory, the glory, the glory. Greater anointings, greater experiences with heaven, greater, yeah, 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 yeah. Visitations, visitations. I don't mean I'm saying you're going to see Jesus or an angel. That, that Jesus wants to do that. That's fine. But a visitation where the Spirit of God visits you, talks to you, and imparts to you, and shows you further steps of the plan. And oh, my, 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 my. As you step into those, it'll be so glorious. And it'll be so easy. And you're like, my goodness, the impartation, the anointing, the ability to play. And man, oh, yeah, well, I see that too. Oh, Bakishi, there it comes now on you. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So just yield to it and respond, and the Spirit of God will take you to every step. He'll show you exactly what to do. Every step. Every step. Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. You all are engaged, right? Huh? Are you engaged? 
Okay, I just was making sure. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I don't know why she smiled so much when she said that. <laughs> Glory! Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. It's a year of stepping in. Stepping in. I'm going to step into some things this year. I know some things I'm stepping into. Anybody going to step into some things? Glory, glory, glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is moving. We can stay here till midnight. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Who was that, Lord? Show me that again. Show me that again. That was Mashkiteha. Prostekia. Tombrazeki. Who was after Ashley? Who was, uh, Ashley was first. Who was second? Jill. Jill. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Are you there, Jill? You need to be there. I hope you're listening. <laughs> turn, on, turn me on this camera right here. Turn me on this camera right here. I'm on. All right. Jill, I don't know if you're watching, but we're going to tell you to watch this later if you're not. You got the glory of God ahead of you this year, girl. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. My, my, my. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Praise the Lord. Where you are right there, just lift your hands up. Right there where you are. The power of God's coming on you, imparting to you, speaking to you. Hallelujah. You turned a new page. A new page. 2024, my goodness. My goodness, my goodness. 2024 for you is a glorious year. Amen. Praise the Lord.